Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. Uh, we're mobile. We are on the road. Um, I'm actually at Rhonda and her dad's apartment here in Sepulpa. I uh, came over to spend the weekend with them, the Valentine's weekend, so I came to spend it with my sweetheart. Got a message for you that I definitely want to share, but we've kind of been on this trend of uh, the Holy Spirit and, and what the Holy Spirit does and what the Holy Spirit means, and I want to stay in that focus because I've got a message today. I actually borrowed this from, from Reinhard Bonnke. If any of you know who Reinhard Bonnke was, he is a phenomenal speaker, Holy Ghost-filled, fire-breather. Um, and he put a message together that I really felt like might might bring us a little further down the road in some of the teaching that we've been doing about the Holy Spirit. So I want to share that with you this morning. And, and his title, I, I titled this, We Have the Keys. Uh, he titled it, Pentecost Gave Us the Keys. But I want to, I want to share with you this message, and, and I'll, I'm going to have to go with my notes, so you'll have to just forgive me. I'm not really set up to do this live here. I'm, if you saw the Mickey Mouse rigging I got going on here, you'd laugh, but... The Christian age is the power age. We are in the Christian age. We are in this age of Christianity, and this is the power age. We're at the end. I fully believe we are at the end of this age. In the Old Testament, we read of the God of wonders performing marvels. I mean, you think about the burning bush when he called Moses. You think about um, the parting of the Red Sea when, when the Israelites went across the, the Red Sea. There were so many miraculous things took place uh, right there in front of Pharaoh with Moses and Aaron. Um, there, there's, there's all kinds of things recorded. Elijah, the things that Elijah did were, were miraculous things. The things that Elisha did were miraculous things. So there's all kinds of, of outpourings that we see of the Holy Ghost throughout the Old Testament. But those are really kind of the only things that stand out. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of history in the Old Testament, obviously. But the things that really stand out were the outpourings of the Holy Spirit. When, the, when, God, when God poured the Holy Spirit out for particulars in these times, and the power of the Holy Spirit fell upon a few individuals and the prophets throughout the Old Testament. But then Jesus gave Peter the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, Peter. You remember Peter. Peter's my old buddy, the knucklehead. I mean, Peter's always in trouble. He's always got struggles. He's always got things going on, but Jesus gave him the keys to heaven. And in Matthew 16, 19, they amplified, it says, I will give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind or forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven and whatever you loose, you permit, you declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. He gave him the keys of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven. Those keys are not jangling from Peter's belt at his post beside the pearly gates. The keys are the gospel of Christ crucified and the Holy Spirit. He opened the, the kingdom. And today we have the same keys. We have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What, what we bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. And what we loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. Think about that as you pray, and, and, and you pray in power of the Holy Spirit, that what you're praying is having an effect of things already in heaven. Amen? So keep that in mind. Peter saw that nobody on earth had ever seen before. This, this dude saw 3,000 people get saved at the end of one of his sermons. 3,000 people came to the Lord and turning to repentance and being born again by the Holy Spirit on that day of Pentecost when Peter preached that message. Then the apostles went out and they put the power of those keys to the test. 
The dead were raised, the deaf, the blind were healed, the crippled restored to full health. Multitudes turned to Christ and a new thing arose in the world. The church of Jesus Christ began to rise up through the power of the Holy Spirit, the keys of the kingdom being put into their hands. It is God at work in the physical and material world. Pentecost is giving the Holy Spirit to the world in a manifest form. You know, we've talked about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, that, that literal visual that we get of the Holy Spirit's power at work. That's the manifestation of his spirit in us. Um, you know, we, we've, we've talked briefly talked about speaking in tongues. That's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit on a human form. Listen, when you get that close to God, your body's going to react. Your spirit's going to react. There's not going to be any option. Our human nature, when when intertwined with the literal nature of God, is going to have an impact and it's going to react in such a way. We only know of one form of the spirit, and that is in its manifestation. There is no resting spirit. I love this. There's there's no inactivity or dormancy of the spirit of God. The, 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 The essence of the Pentecost is the moving of the spirit, the mighty wind from heaven and the flaming tongues of fire. The Holy Spirit is only known at work, not at rest. The Holy Spirit's always working. It's always moving. There is no spirit without movement, and and more than there is any wind without movement. A wind that doesn't blow isn't a wind at all. I mean, if it's calm outside, no one says, hey, the wind's calm today. No, the wind's not blowing today. When the the power and the Spirit of God is moving— there's a feeling. Wind is never quiet or just in the atmosphere. The wind creates a noise. The wind creates a sound. The Holy Spirit is a gale. Nobody can stand in a force eight gale and talk politely about the atmosphere. A gale eight, a gale force, gale eight wind is considered gale force is the force of eight wind. That's a 50 mile per hour wind. Gale force wind is 50 miles per hour. The Holy Spirit is gale force. It's always blowing. It's always moving. When the Spirit, where the Spirit is, there's action, the miraculous, God in operation. When when the Holy Spirit is alive and breathing and blowing across something, there's something changing. Something's moving. No one can stand in the presence of God, the presence of His Holy Spirit, and not be affected by that Spirit. You, You understand that? No one can be in his presence. The manifestation of God's power and presence on the human body is going to be noticeable. When when we hear the outcrying of the Holy Spirit, that's speaking in tongues and an interpretation, that's the movement of the Holy Spirit on the human body. I've seen some crazy things in revival. I've, I've watched the outpouring of God. Ron and I were talking about that just this morning. I have felt things. I have I have witnessed things in my own spirit that there's no other explanation than it's simply being the outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. That movement of the wind of God blowing around me, through me, in me, across me, whatever you want to put it. I love the movement of the Holy Spirit. I love the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit power, I couldn't do what I'm doing today. I, I couldn't sit here and speak to you on such fashion without the Holy Spirit's in me because this isn't who I am. <laughs> I'm I'm the quiet guy that sits over in the corner. Well, maybe not quiet until you make me mad, but 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 yeah, I, I'm not this guy. I'm not this guy who sits in front of a camera and, and, and who speaks these things because I've I've never had that nature. It's the power of God flowing in me that gives me this ability to speak his word to you. 
This isn't something that, that comes natural to me. This is the movement of the Holy Spirit. This is that gale force wind blowing through me that creates something inside of me and fans a flame inside of me that allows me to bring this message back out. We, we talk of, of miracles belonging to the past. Man, if you, if you think miracles only belong in the past, you're denying the very purpose and the nature of the gospel. It's not about just the past. It's not about seeing God's power in the past. Look at what happened in, in, in Jesus' realm in the New Testament. Look at the miraculous things that took place. Listen, after the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, they performed miracles. They raised the dead. Do you remember Paul, the, the, the shadow? As Paul walks and his shadow crossed a lame man, the lame man was made whole. Can, can you imagine having a shadow ministry? That just your shadow carries enough power of the Holy Spirit to, to bring someone's lame limbs to life? Man, that's power. That's the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's walking in his presence, walking in his power at all times. To deny the miraculous, the power of the Holy Spirit, you deny what Christianity is supposed to be. God's power in action in the present age of living men and women. We're in the present age of God's power. Where, 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 where any of God's people reside, there is a living age going on. There is a power of his presence manifest through his people. This is what makes the age, the, the Christian age. It's God's power manifest in his people. Perhaps we ought to call this the Holy Spirit age. I know there's, a, for me anyway, there's this, this huge outcry in my spirit to talk about the Holy Ghost, to talk about the Holy Spirit. Listen, I was raised in that snot slinging, bobby pin slinging, hair dancing, pew jumping, Pentecostal movement of the Assemblies of God. I grew up in it. It's not something unfamiliar to me. When revival began to sweep across the nation, I saw things I'd never seen before, but I recognized truth. I recognized what was true. So now, there were some dog and pony shows going on. There were things going on that were not the Spirit of God. They were man. They were man-made. But I saw the miraculous. I felt the miraculous. I was a part of the power of the Holy Spirit moving across this nation, and he's still moving. He's not stopped. Just because you don't see the revival banners like we used to, just because you don't hear the stories like we used to, doesn't mean the Spirit of God is not moving on it. Every day, every, every moment in this life, He's there. He's alive. All we have to do is seek Him. We seek out the Holy Spirit. We, we allow Him to fill us to an overflowing. It's through that power of the Holy Ghost that someone's life around us is going to be changed. That, that, what, more, what more do we want? God's given us a call to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. We are to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to make disciples, to make followers of everyone we encounter. That's the calling. That's the Great Commission. It's not about going. It's not even about preaching. Those happen all the time. It's about making disciples, making followers. We have to live in such a way that someone wants to follow us. Now, I'm going to bring a message soon about... Uh, why we need church <laughs> but you think about the, the some of the creations you know we, we wake up going oh man i guess i got to get ready and go to church you want to go with me who's going to want to go with you to that but when you jump up 
and you get yourself ready because you're going to the house of God to witness the outpouring of the Holy Spirit today. Someone's going to get saved today. Someone's going to give their life today. Someone may get healed today, and I might get to watch happening. Can you imagine having an excitement about being in God's presence? That's what the Holy Spirit brings. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit fell on those disciples and they began to speak in other tongues, they began to speak in other language, it drew a crowd. They're like, what is going on with these guys? Are they drunk? No, they're not drunk. They're seeing the manifest power of the Holy Ghost and it's coming upon them. It's pouring into them and it's changing their life. It'll change yours too. Amen. Let us live this age to the full. That was the last words of Reinhard Bonnke's message. Let us live this age to the full. This is the age of the Holy Spirit. This is our time. We're created for such a time as this. God has called us for such a time as this. What are you going to do with it? Are you just going to sit there like a bump on a pickle and serve no purpose? Listen, if if, if we're not actively involved in the Spirit of God, we're not... We're not serving the purpose that God created us for. Uh, some of you have heard me preach the duck call sermon. I love that sermon because it's it's so it's so relevant. You know, this duck call has got all these unique pieces that put it all together, and it's a cool looking thing. And man, it looks awesome hanging on someone's lanyard. And and, and it's it's it, you know a duck call is designed for a purpose. Yeah, they look cool, but for a duck call to fully live out its purpose, you have to apply breath. You've got to make the sound of that duck. You've got to call something to it. That's that's what it's designed for. It's it's a call. It's to attract. It's to draw. That's exactly what we are. God created us just like that duck call. He created us unique. He created us for a purpose. But until we allow the breath of God to blow through us, the Holy Spirit to flow in us, we're not serving our purpose. Are you serving your purpose today? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you in such a way that you're affecting lives around you? What else are we supposed to do? That is our calling, to seek out that which is lost that may be found, to make disciples, to make followers of all nations, all people groups. Man, I could keep preaching this for a while. (laughs) My notes are done, so now you're freestyling. This is all for free. This isn't in my notes. God loves you. He desires you. He desires you to have his fullness. His fullness includes being filled with the Holy Ghost, to being walking in his power at all times, at any given moment of any given day, that you might fulfill whatever it is he's put in your path. God's calling you out today. Seek him. If you don't go to a fire-breathing church, if you don't go to a Holy Ghost-filled church, seek the Lord for his Holy Spirit in you. Just begin to ask him, God, I want more. I want everything you have for me. Fill me to capacity because I I see it all throughout the word from the Old Testament to the New. His Holy Spirit is for us today and it's what's going to give us the power to endure and overcome till the end of these ages. This is his time and we are created for such a time as this. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for tuning in on our messages. Thank you for following along on our podcast. Pray that God moves in you in such a way that you're not the same, that, that, that something happens, that you'll never be the same again, that you'll be who it is that God has called you to be. Amen. Rhonda and I love you guys. We're praying for you. We pray over all of our listener base. We pray that God affects you in such a way that you become useful to him in his kingdom. 
If you can support us financially, all the giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can find it right on our Facebook page, and also you can support us right on the podcast. Pray for us. Pray for our family. Pray for all that we are involved in in ministry, that God continues to increase in us, that he gives us wisdom and discernment to know which direction to turn at any given moment. God's moving. We want to move with him. Join us on this journey. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.